Oops. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Wouldn't it be great if we could? What's cracking, gang? How are you doing? Bienvenidos. Uh, welcome to the show. Um... <laughs> Oh no, why is that happening? That's a stupid thing to have happened. Um, hello, you wonderful, beautiful thing, you. This is the uh, the meaning stream. Everybody's favorite stream that uh, you get to hear meaning waving, amongst other things. You know what I mean? It's very varied. Sometimes we have like crazy party streams. Sometimes we have uh, uh, even crazier party streams. Sometimes we hop in the time machine. You know, we be all over this place. We're doing all sorts of crazy, beautiful things. And uh, getting down in the manner of, uh, you know, Fonzies. Of some wavy, wavy young Fonzies, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe not not young, maybe wavy immortal Fonzies? Immortal Fonzies, there you go, that's it. Uh, anyway, I'm just uh, switching things on, you know. Things were on, then they weren't on. Sometimes life goes that way, if you noticed. Sometimes things are on, then they're not on. Um, but then you put them back on, and everything's okay, you know? You ever notice that? I've noticed that. Uh, do you know what? Today's a bonus. Are you aware? Uh, if you're locked in live, some of you are, some of you are not. Uh, at the time of this broadcast, today is an extra day, an unscheduled day, an unplanned day, a free day, brothers and sisters, a whole ass free day. And uh, if that's not nice, I don't know what is, frankly. Uh, it's a miracle. You know what I mean? Make some noise. If you are locked in live, and hey, maybe even if you're not, if you're on the uh, replay, somewhere across space and or time. Also, you should make some noise. Just sort of cheer. Open a window. Put your head out the window. Uh, screams to the neighbors. You don't say anything about being mad as hell and not being able to take it anymore. How about, yay, great day, woo. That's a good one. You could put your head out the window and just go, great day, woo, like that. Great day, woo, because uh, it is a great day, woo. By the way, I could have put the camera on, um, but <laughs> is the camera not working? Why is nothing working? Oh, that's amazing. What a wonderful time to be alive it is. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yes! He's here. There he is. Aki TNA. Aki TNA, wave lord in the house. Have no fear. We are here. You know what I mean? We're getting down. You know what I mean? We're getting down. And i got a song I want to play you first. But uh, it's, it's just downloading. That's how right up against the wire we are with these things sometimes. It's like right to the last minute. Putting things together for you to make things special. To make things exciting. Uh, to make things uh, glorified, you know? And uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't work, does it? Uh, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, we, we get on regardless. So let's try it by doing it this way. Okay. Make some noise, you beautiful thing. Yeah! Here we go. Extra day. Tremendous. It's a tremendous extra day to be alive here at the peak of recorded. Uh, tremendous extra days to be alive. Uh, word around town, it's, uh, what is it? It's 2024 AD. You know, and uh, on the four years, uh, you get an extra day. 30 days have September, April, June, and November. Word around town is all the rest have uh, 31. 
accepting February clear, which has uh, 28 days uh, regular and 29 on each leap year. No one really knows what a leap year is, other than when they were trying to work things out. They had to like stick an extra day somewhere to make make up for all the calculations, you know. Which means that once every four years, not only do the American, uh, the North American, U.S. Estados Unidos Americans get an election, other weird esoteric shit happens. Like a whole ass day. Like a whole extra day, which is crazy when you think about it. There's a lot you can do in a day. A lot of shit can go down in a day. I mean, a day is that a whole day. That's a crazy thing to put to put on an unsuspecting population. But here we are with a whole ass unsuspecting day. And, uh, you know, that's pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. How do you feel about that? How, how do you feel about the extra day thing? Are you grateful? Are you glad? Has it made any difference whatsoever? Isn't it just a little bit odd when you think about it? The way we organize these things? And how about the fact that it's 2024 AD? So that makes you think, yeah, 2024. We've been around for about 2024 years. What about all the years before that? Talk about 1600 BC. It's a funny way of doing things, isn't it? So you count backwards from one bit, you go forwards from another bit. Gives you this distorted idea of where you are and who you are and how long you've been around and what you're up to. Why is it 2024 AD? I mean, in some calculations, if you're going back from the Babylonian or whatever it was, uh, it's actually 5054 or something like that. That'd sound pretty futuristic, wouldn't it? Bloody hell, we're in the 5000s, imagine. Why only the 5000s? Why not go back to 10,000, 50,000? Why not more? Why? Just wander around unthinkingly, being like, yes, yeah, 2024. Says who? Why? We got an extra day. Says who? Why? I was not consulted. Hello, Chad Comstock says, hello, Maz. Free consciousness says we live in the future. Well, we do. Chris Champagne says they mucked up the way time had been kept for centuries. Well, the problem is it's getting mucked up again. I was I was reading something about how clocks aren't right anymore. Uh, the main master clock they have in Greenwich Mean Time in London or whatever, it's off. It's off a bit. We're actually, the time is wrong again and no one's not quite sure what to do. What about these rocks? Look at these things. They get it. They know what to do. Does it even matter? birthday is it someone's birthday happy birthday source panda 29 says i turned 10 today meaning wave helps me feel young though hey congratulations imagine being 10 congratulations you 10 year old panda you felicidades feliz cumpleaños you made it imagine being uh 10 on a on a leapy year wait a minute hang on the fuck How's it your birthday on February 29th? What happens on the other days? Whoa, that's mind-blowing. When's your... You don't have... So you only have a birthday once every four years. That's amazing. That's why you're 10. That's incredible. But no, what do you do on other years? Do you just not have a birthday or do you have it on a day close? And which one do you choose and why? Do people respect it or do they be like, mm, it's not really a birthday, motherfucker? I know what people are like. People are not good to each other. I heard that in a, in a, in a demo of a Meaning Wave song just the other day.
Anyway, uh, I'll dedicate this to you. Every day is a great day when you are here. You hear that? You hear that? That's for you. Every day is a great day when you are here. Every day. Today it's a great day when you're here. It's your most fortunate day. Every day is a great Ooh. day when you are here. Yeah, that's right. Today is your most fortunate day. You know, one of the yeah. things that revolutionary movements have to offer young people is a sense of romantic adventure. If you're working at 7-Eleven in a dead-end job, you're offered an adventure, the chance to demonstrate dramatically for a messianic cause. Especially if you're young, that's going to call to something deep inside you and excite you. Because... Everyone needs a higher purpose, and that longing can be addressed by romantically inclined ideologues, but there are better ways of addressing that longing, I believe. And there's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. Tremendous. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's a tremendous adventure in that. It's a demanding ethical striving. And it's a form of responsibility to pay attention to what you say and to only say things that you believe to be true. There's insane adventure in that because you have no idea what's going to happen if you do that. You entice people into adopting ethical responsibility by pointing out to them in story and perhaps to the degree you're capable by example that there isn't anything more interesting or meaningful that they could possibly do. There's adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason that my books and lectures have proved popular. I'm making a case for some things, I suppose, that you might regard as obvious, at least when viewed from a certain perspective. When I was talking to large live audiences, I noted that one topic in particular would bring the audience to a dead silent halt constantly, and that was when I made a rhetorical case for the relationship between responsibility and meaning. You need a meaning in life. You need a purpose to sustain you through the catastrophe of life, through the suffering of life. You need a meaning. It's not optional. And the deeper the meaning, the better. It's definitely the case that people find that meaning primarily in the adoption of responsibility. And that case isn't being made well in our culture, especially not to young people. There's a hunger, a mass hunger for that idea. It's better than happiness, that meaning. It's deeper than happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Don't give up. Don't let the world get you down. When it does get you down, get up and right.
communications. You get up every fucking day, you look in the mirror, you tell that mirror I'm a bad motherfucker. And one way or another, I'm gonna make it fucking happen today. Guess what? If you keep writing it down after a while, the power of pain, you'll fucking believe it. Next thing you know, you'll be slinging dick like Kevin Spacey, you know what I'm saying? It's over. Boy, it didn't get my mud till I beat God. okay. Okay, that ring color put on it, that's why. You're part of the church, motherfuckers. I'm with you, you're with me. And they want to be with us, but they can't. You know why? Because we're too real. We show up with no fucking stories, no fucking, you know. You're not going to believe what happened. Oh, my God, my head fat. Who gives a fuck? Okay, we came to get down. We came to get down. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump, 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 and get down. Jump around. Jump around. Jump, 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 and get down. Jump around. Jump around, jump, 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 and get down. Jump around, jump around, jump, 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 and get down. Anyway, it's your uncle Joey telling you it's gonna be the best week of your life. All right, whatever happened last week, buried under the carpet. Just remember you gotta check on your skeletons from time to time. Or if not, they check on you. You follow me? Besides that, it's gonna be a new week. You get up tomorrow, you do 22 push-ups, and you tell the world to suck your dick. Yeah, tremendous. There's a tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's a tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. There's a tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. Wow, huh? How about that? How about that to kick the show off? Cool. Now, I just no- I noticed something for the first time just now. Uh, that actually was from, uh, from a mixtape. Man like Richard, what's up? One month of Richard, imagine that. It says, what a glorious day. Ain't it just? Ain't it just? Big up Bleat Lama, thank you for the five bucks. Tremendous. Tremendous. And what's crazy, right, is that song, what's the chorus? As a tremendous adventure in doing something like telling the truth. And I was putting together that mixtape and it occurred to me that uh, I had this bit of Joey Diaz. I save I save little bits of stuff, right, for, for use. Sometimes, sometimes something's not necessarily like a whole song. It's like, oh, I don't know, I just have lots of things that I want to use, you know? And I was like, oh, I bet that would sound really good coming after this and it'd be really unexpected and the, the mixtape was called coffee and meaning wave and it was a kind of like get up and get after it type of a mix to play in the morning you know and i thought well what better way to cap off the mix than uncle joey telling you to get after it it didn't dawn on me because you know uncle joey one of his catchphrases is is uh, tremendous you know what i mean that's one of the words he says the most often apart from you know he says stay black and uh, he says slinging dick like insert the thing that he's slinging dick like you know what i mean in that case he said slinging dick like kevin spacey i don't know if that's a good idea i don't know if that's the kind of dick i would advise to be slinging i'd have to ask tucker carson but um you know what i mean uh i was like yeah yeah let me put that on there and the, the fact that jordan peterson in the very chorus said the word tremendous didn't occur to me that's what you call a synchronicity and as i've told you many times a synchronicity when you see synchronicities that means you're walking with allah right you're walking with god you're on the path you're where you're supposed to be you're doing what you're doing is the right things to be doing 
Big Bad Wolves in the house says, lol, 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 axe Tom Hanks. I wouldn't advise talking to that guy. You might get put on some kind of a list. That's the kind of guy that at all times there's like five different people following him. And they're, they're stationed in different buildings and stuff and they all got snipers. Any given time of day, that guy's got multiple snipers on him just in case he, he, he says or starts to say some of the things that he knows. And they just go, you know what I mean? And just like pop that big, big head of his. You know what I mean? Anyway, we, we, don't like, we don't like the T word around here. I had to talk about this earlier for the first time in a long time. I had to talk about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, his disease, how it all occurred. I was talking to, my, to our homie of mine, uh, that island podcast we mentioned yesterday, you know? And when all that Tom Hanks disease stuff going, was going on, my, my homie who run the island podcast, he was in China. So he had no fucking idea what was going on because they don't tell you what's going on when you're in China. What's going on? He had no idea about what was happening with the old Tom Hanks disease and all that sort of business. Isn't that amazing? Dewey Evans says, Stars of Death. Has anyone ever had a star of death? I tried to get one once. I lived in Los Angeles. I tried to get one of them once from the, from the weed place that he was talking about. But, like, by the time I moved there, like, he was talking about them stars of death in, like, the earlier episodes, I think. Because I couldn't find a star of death. I lived off Melrose. For a while, I walked up and down that joint. I went to every every weed store I could find. None of them had a star of death. Probably for the best, I might have ended up, uh, you know, I might have ended up like Owen Benjamin. Not that that's necessarily bad. He seems very happy. He's got 700 children. He, he's got his own farm. He says whatever the heck he likes. You know what I mean? Could could be worse. Now, you know, it comes to think of it, like, the existence of Owen Benjamin, it's actually difficult to think of a better one, right? He's got he's got his wife. Uh, she's always seems to be making him nice cakes and things. He's got 17,000 children. They're all geniuses. One of them plays the piano while riding a bicycle. And he somehow has time to spend, like, fuck, nine hours a day on Twitter winding up everybody on Earth. Literally everybody on Earth gets wound up. He decided this week, because, you know, like, people was dunking on that Rothschild being dead, that he was going to be nice about the Rothschild and talk about all his virtues. This upset all those people, you know. Anyway, if you don't understand that reference, what happened is, is, like, Owen Benjamin is a comedian. He was, like, a relatively mainstream sort of comedian at the time and living in Los Angeles, being in TV shows and all that. And uh, he went on Joey Diaz's show and Joey Diaz gave him one of these stars of death. Now, these stars of death have got 250 milligrams of, uh, of, uh, of weed. <laughs> I don't know what it is, how they measure weed. I'm not that much of a, of a weed guy, to be honest, not as far as the mathematics is concerned. what they call it? Kilohertz? It's 250 joules? Yeah, it is milligrams. See, Big Bear Wolf got it. 250 milligrams of THC in it. You know what I mean? Venice Beach Dub Club says, I ate a half of one. What happened to you? I believe he gave one of these to Owen Benjamin. And Owen Benjamin was thought, thought it was, you know, thought it was all groovy. Bear in mind, one of Jerry Dears' things he likes to do is dose people and then see what happens. Not quite on the Irish Shafir level of, of giving. What did Irish Shafir give to that Burt Crush or whatever? Did he give him Molly or something? Anyway. 
That's these degenerate LA comedian types. They were just all drugging each other at that point in time. It's a beautiful moment in time. Podcasts had, had just been invented. Well, they hadn't. They were Adam Curry and, and Akira the Don invented podcasts back in like 99, 2000. But um, people in LA had just dis- worked out that they existed. And uh, so everyone was had these podcasts, you know. And all the comedians had a podcast. So they got their podcast. They've got an hour or two to fill. So for a few years, they told all their stories, you know. And they had a bunch of stories. Joey Diaz got loads of great stories, you know. But even someone like Joey Diaz, after a few years, you've probably told all your stories, haven't you? So then they started resorting to doing things like drugging each other. For amusement, you know what I mean? Just for amusement, just like... And you know the whole the whole thing with Joey Diaz, his uh, his podcast, it was wonderful. But the whole dynamic was he had his producer Lee, and uh, his whole thing was he was constantly getting Lee really really caned. So Lee had like fall asleep in the middle of a podcast or something. The jury think this was hilarious. Look at this, look at this mambo, mambo. And uh, you know, poor 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 Lee, he's supposed to be pressing the buttons and that, isn't he? But he's eh, like that because Joey Diaz has given him two hundred and fifty milligrams of THC. That's a lot. Anyway, he gave, anyway, he gave Owen Benjamin a bunch of some stuff, didn't he? And Owen Benjamin, just halfway through the uh, podcast, just got up and wandered out. It was not seen again for a long time. And then not long after that, he started, uh, he stopped being agreeable and started saying what he thought. And uh, that got him kicked off of uh, what was then Twitter very quickly, dropped by his agent and kicked out of the entire Hollywood scene almost instantly saying stuff that's now very normal for people to say but in 2016 people were scared you know? and benjamin had to go live out in the woods or something like that and, and build his own world learn how to milk cows you know and he went into he went down every single conspiracy rabbit hole known to man in public see a lot of time with conspiracy things you do that privately right you do that yourself with your homies i saw when they invented the internet you know when i when I, like in the late 90s I went, that's where I went. Boom, straight in there. Went down every single one of those fucking things. And it was partly in public, I guess. I was writing a lot of blogs and stuff at the time, but like, uh, it's different then. You could write about that sort of stuff and they didn't call you a Nazi. You know what I mean? People used to write about me in The Guardian and be like, oh yeah, he's, he shares some, some wild conspiracy theories and he's a genius and that was okay. Uh, the single launch party for my single Oh What A Glorious Thing we showed an Alex Jones documentary did you know that he sent it me himself personally and signed the DVD and uh, the Guardian wrote it up and said it was great Couldn't, can't do that these days Dewey says the episode with Theo Vaughn on shrooms is the best I don't know if I've seen that one I've seen a lot of Joey Diaz Venice Beach Dub Club, who took half of a star of David, star of death, whatever they're called, uh, says, I got pretty nauseous. I can't get too high, but I can eat too much of a good thing. Huh? Wait, I can't get too high, but I can't eat too much of a good thing. Those seem contradictory. Venice Beach Dub Club of uh, Owen Benjamin, I think, says, why is he so angry if he's crushing? Is he angry? I don't know. When I see him, he always, he's always just like being really mean about everybody and going, it's, I'm a comedian, so it's, a, it's funny. What else is going on? That was a whole deviation. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so that's what happened. Was, I don't know why we didn't turn that out the whole. But yeah, what happened was all the comedians all got podcasts. Uh, they all told all their stories for a while, ran out of stories, then resorted to tricking each other and, and pulling pranks and drugging each other and stuff like that. Then a bunch of them got, uh, you know, so-called cancelled. Then Tom Hanks' disease came along and everybody left L.A. And then what happened? They all started podcasts again? They've all still got podcasts, haven't they? Brandon Shaw uh, flipped his trug. I saw that. You know that bloke who Joe Rogan told he had to stop fighting? He was a fighter and Joe Rogan said, gave him an intervention. And so he took that as a sign that he needed to do stand-up comedy for some reason. Which is a crazy thing to do. It takes people decades to get any good at stand-up comedy or even not very good at stand-up comedy in some people's cases. But this guy's like, right, all right, I can't do that anymore, so I'm going to do stand-up comedy. And then lots of people, like, hated on him. And he became famous for being hated on. And then he got famous for having a truck and get walking people to his truck and god is hilarious you know what i mean so this guy gets famous for truck related stuff i say truck because people say, say he's pronounces it truck right but there's a video of him the other day doing trying to do donuts in his truck and he flips his truck upside down and he's videoed upside, going upside down and flipping his truck that's how you know there's a god right and god has a sense of humor or it's a simulation and that's the same thing what's the difference Ain't no way. This guy flips his truck trying to do donuts. Uh, Dirk from Texas says, I wouldn't talk to someone again if I was ghost. I don't think Ryan Benjamin did talk to him again. It took him a long time to get to get home. Days. Dewey Evans, uh, Joey's podcast, Church of What's Happening Now. It's called episode 383. Is that the Theo one? Or is that another one? Church of What's Happening Now is a great podcast. Fantastic podcast. I used, to, I used to run on the beach in Wales listening to that podcast for hours every day. I listened to one Joe Rogan podcast, right? And then Joey, like, and then I listened to another one. And Joey was the guest. And so then I just started listening to Joey's podcast. And I didn't listen to another Joe Rogan podcast for like a year and a half. Because there was just so many uh, Joey Diaz ones. And he's really funny. He's just a, just a beautiful man. Telling all these stories of, of kidnapping people. <laughs> he's just so lovable. He's the most lovable kidnapper. Armed kidnap, you know. He's, he's really lovable with it, you know. Yeah! Anyway, make some noise for yourself. <laughs> How are you? Hey, look, we got an extra day. Richard says we need to drug the like button. That's a good point. And kidnap the like button. Armed. Armed kidnap the like button. Have you done that yet? It's what you're supposed to do. Come on. good today i went to, i went to crossfit and it was the like the easiest one ever it was all cardio you know but i was uh i had lots of energy loads of energy and i paced myself really well you know uh, so it was i didn't I, at the end of it i didn't think i was going to die or i wasn't wondering if i had died 
Sometimes it's important to check if you passed. Tim Sheaf said something about that earlier, and he's right. You, you got to check sometimes because you might have, and you might not have even noticed. You, know, you just got to check in every once in a while. Am I still living? Yes. Hey, I was very proud of myself, you know, because there were some new people there, and they were having a right nightmare of it, you know. And uh, it's nice to see how far you've come. It's nice when you see others, others as a mirror, you know. Angie Pullman says, leap day, does that mean burpees instead of push-ups? I did a lot of burpees today, but as far as us and you lot and in here, if you want to do burpees today, that's a good idea. You know, leaping, that's that's smart. That's why I thought to play that bit of that uh, Joey Diaz remix of the Jordan Peterson song at the beginning, because he talks about jumping around, which is a c- close to leaping. That was tangential. <laughs> You, brother. have to be concerned with other things. They get themselves involved in economic and other activities or get drafted into a war that isn't the one you're interested in. 
people living in that realm of occasional concerns, they all have the capacity that's waiting to be awakened, to be awakened. Well, we're having experiences all the time, which may, on occasion, render some sense of this little intuition of where your joy is. Grab it. Grab it. No one can tell you what it's going to be. You've got to learn to recognize your own depths. Follow your bliss. Ceiling camera. Ceiling camera broke again and I fixed it again. It's easy, baby. I just climb up a ladder and poke it with a stick. But with my finger, that is. And look, today, it's extra wide. Look at all this. It's done this extra wide thing. It's magical. I have no idea why or how it does what it does, but it keeps things interesting. That is known as a bird's eye view. For obvious reasons. Shouts out to Venice Beach Dub Club, just sent us 20 bucks like a G. And with a sticker, it says, thanks for being you. <laughs> thanks for being you. Hey, thanks for being you, Venice Beach Dub Club. Uh, Manic Paper Piping Dog Frog, Dark Frog, says, people treating me like I can't get a tattoo by myself. <laughs> what the fuck? Sometimes I just glance at the chat and it's ridiculous. Lama says, anyone see Cat Williams was on the JRE today? Yes, I did. Once the stream is over, I'm getting on the assault bike and listening to that. I almost, I considered waving it. I considered just like playing music while that was on because I want to listen to it and I want an excuse to listen to it. I did consider that, but um, I saw a clip of it and uh, Joe Rogan had posted a clip of it, you know, and it was just, uh, it was Cat Williams explaining more about how he read thousands of books. Because he said, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I read thousands of books. And people were like, yeah, bullshit. I don't believe you. 
I thought that was really weird because I also read thousands of books when I was a kid. It's pretty easy to read thousands of books when you're a kid. Uh, all you have to do is not have a television. That's it. I didn't have a television. Cat Williams didn't have a television. Uh, Cat Williams loved to read. I loved to read. I started reading when I was like three. Um, you know, I read The Hobbit when I was three. Uh, I read Lord of the Rings when I was like six or something like that. You know, but like I used to just read fucking shit loads of books, just like loads of books because I really liked books, you know. And kids' books are, are relatively short anyway. It's not like it's all these books is, is, you know, Ulysses. So you can actually read like a lot of books when you're a little kid. I used to go to the library every week. Cat Williams is talking about how he used to go to the library every day or something like that. I used to go every week, like once or twice a week. And I had a couple of different libraries I'd go to as well so I could get multiple books out from multiple libraries, right? I'd uh, have lots of books and I'd be reading lots of books all the time. That's a very normal thing for a certain kind of person to do. So I totally believe Cat Williams because I too read a fucking load of books. Boom. How difficult can it be? What's weird, right, is how few of them I remember. And sometimes I have to kind of like uh, do sort of meditation to try and take myself back to that time. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I can do, I'll do it with music, you know. I'll be like, because my dad used to get a new album every week. And he'd listen to that album really all week. He'd cane it and then he'd get another new album. And, you know, he'd be driving me around, so I'd be listening to his album. So I can sort of, I can work out what albums were out at certain weeks uh, in certain years. And then I can teleport back to that time by playing uh, some of the deeper cuts off the album. Like the less you've heard the song, the, the better that works as a time travel mechanism, you know. For example, uh, there was a Waterboys album. And um, it just came on accidentally, like just randomly on Spotify. And uh, one of the songs on it about Pan, the spirit of Pan came on and I was instantly teleported, being in my dad's in the car with my dad. And I remember like looking at him and he had his arm up on the, on the window. And I remember seeing like the hairs on his arms and his hand and thinking, that's crazy. I wonder if I'll have hair on my hand like when I'm old and now I have hair on my hand in the exact same place he did just like a tiny bit there you know but anyway uh, so yeah you can you do that and I was doing that and I was like remembering bits of books that I used to read and stories that I completely forgot and it's kind of crazy if you've read a lot of books because they become a part of you and they become foundational in your being and you're made of, of bits of those books and bits of those characters and conversations and and uh, strategies and, and uh, c circumstances and all sorts and it's all in you and you don't even realize and that's a very crazy thing to, to know but yeah anyway uh, yeah Cat Williams on the JRE and also JRE's back on uh, YouTube in full this is the first episode uh, since the, sp the f last Spotify deal so that went quick right 10 million or whatever it was boom a couple years back on YouTube in full incredible <laughs> Shouts out to brother Joseph, Meaning Wave superstar, and uh, all-round bad motherfucker. And shouts out to Cat Williams. He warned you all about Diddy. He warned you all about Diddy. All this stuff that's coming out about Diddy that people have been knowing for a long ass time. And Cat Williams, uh, he spoke about that in that interview at the beginning of the year, which really set the tone for the year, didn't it? Brutal honesty and uh, the destruction of, uh, of the, those that thought they were untouchable. You know what I mean? The uh, crashing down to earth of the wicked.
<laughs> said, he's like, because Diddy, you've got to say no, because Diddy wants to party, and you've got to tell him no, right? Or, and, you know, to protect your, your um, everything that needs protecting, you know what I mean? And that's very, very real. Shouts out to Cat Williams all day long. He's great. Vanity Speech Dub Club says, I listen to books and podcasts about eight hours a day, probably. That's a good average. Midorf hey. says he couldn't understand little women lol who can understand little women how oh, did um, did Cat Williams say that? I read little women I really liked that book I read all them books it was what was that Louisa May Alcott little there was little women uh, there was little men and then there was like big women and big men when they were grown up or something I read all of them when I was like eight or something all of them joints Anna Green Gables all that shit Elianx says Akira I really appreciate your stories and anecdotes you're good company hey you too appreciate you Andrew Pullman says the world is dynamic good times will always follow bad times and the wicked will eventually fall. Yeah, they cascading right now. Diddy. It's interesting, like, you know, he changed his name from Puff Daddy. And British people used to laugh at that because Puff uh, is slang for gay person, right? So Puff Daddy, that's like the daddy of the gays. So people used to laugh at Puff Daddy in, Brit in the UK about that, right? But then he changed his name to Diddy. That was also funny. But then, but like Diddy, I guess, was more of a question. And the answer was, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. And worse. Good God. He's responsible for uh, MGK. People forget about that. That bloke who used to be a rapper, right? He was, um, he was just like the white guy rapper. And he was all surrounded by black guys. And he wore a backwards uh, snapback. And he had a receding hairline. And he was like, and he looked like a little punk. He was a bit punk. Well, he wore Converse. And then one day you see him and he's got a hair transplant and he's dating that lady from Transformers and he's wearing like all pink stuff and like eyeliner and stuff. And that was basically a couple months after P. Diddy signed him. You gotta be careful out there, baby. There's, there's just... Mosquitoes! <laughs> Victory. Anyway, this is one of those streams, isn't it? Leyenda. Shout out to Danica. Danica went to see Dune and she did her review. If you've seen it with Danica's Dune 2 reviewers up, you should check it out. And she opened it with a, with an advert for the album. That was very cool. What album's that you say? Well, Dune Wave Odyssey, of course. You know, don't you know? Dune Wave Odyssey. Shout out to the Diddy jokes in the chat. 
Out to that. What a great record. Dune Wave Odyssey. Dune Wave Odyssey is out now. This is great. If you haven't heard it, you should go listen to it. It's fantastic. Shout out to Danica XX. You can get it on cassette and CD at meaningwave.com. Did you know that? You can. It's amazing. Absolutely incredible. The first Meaning Wave cassette and CD. I've normally got one around here, but I don't right now. I don't know where it is. Anyway, um, so I need to check in on the Discord. Hey, look, it's right there. That was crazy. Wow. Um, that was amazing. I wasn't expecting it to be that uh, set up. But yeah, okay, cool. So look, this is our Discord, right? 
live streams. Look, you get announcements of live streams. Very useful. Um, new releases, announcements of things like that. Um, and people chatting. And suggesting things. Oh, that's that. And asking questions. People do chat. They chat generally. What is it with that stream not having its thumbnail? Isn't that weird? Akira answered your questions on stream, says Jason, uh, about a question. Uh, that's nice, isn't it? Um, people talking about stuff. Anyway, I did. I went. I meant to come here and ask some questions, answer some questions, didn't I? Although now I kind of want to look at the meme channel. Uh, here's the meme channel. Right, that's a lot of memes. That's so many memes. Okay, anyway. That one's too small for me to read from this direction. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> very good. Okay, uh, let me answer some questions anyway. Because they need answering. I mean, it's not right to have an Ask Akira channel and then not answer people's questions, is it? Where is it? There you go. All right. Questions. Uh, I, answer, I, asked, I answered some of these before, didn't I? Can you remember which ones of these I answered before, Jason? And could you tell them that I answered them already? But anyway, um, Akira the Dawn says, Raph, is the Don't Bother Children and their skateboarding remix with another brick in the wall samples uploaded anywhere? I was craving that today and I can't remember which streams you've done it in, but it's fire. The answer is no. I think I answered this before anyway, but uh, Jason can uh, point a link to this broadcast for the answering of the, these questions. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Anyway, uh, no, it's not available anywhere apart from when I do it live on stream. When did I last do it on stream? Can anyone remember? It was relatively recent. It was relatively recent. Um, but yeah, maybe the thing to do is to come along for a super request show and request it and then record it. That might be a thing to do. And one of these days I'll get around to uh, to doing it as a full remix. One day I will. I will do that. I promise. I just... One day. Um, Dan's of 2009 says, Have you considered Jacques Fresco as a source for some songs? Uh, this, you should send some stuff uh, via the link tree or here uh, in the Discord, Meaning Wave Suggestions. Hit that and it's got the link there. And you can send uh, a suggestion, including a link to something I can look at. I was in that this week, right? I was in it this week. I made three songs this week from stuff that was in that document of that spreadsheet of mine which is partly generated from your suggestions did you know that how about that uh fractal what are the chances we get mythos on spotify uh i would say the chances are good in this lifetime not in the immediate future but um it's it's one of the many aims but currently no currently it's bandcamp and youtube exclusive a says is there an estimated ETA for Meditations 2. Yes, there is. Meditations 2 is dropping on April 19th. And the first single is dropping on March 29th. And you might have heard it if you've listened to these streams because we played it a few times on stream. And uh, it's amazing. Everybody is in agreement that it is amazing. And uh, the rest of the album is more amazing. So... And uh, we're looking forward to starting to unveil that album more 
over the coming days and weeks, uh, including letting you see the artwork, which is uh, very great. Uh, Jason Eva will tell you in the chat about how great the artwork is because uh, he's seen it and he was very excited. Um, doobie doobie doobie. Uh, basics is Kira the Dawn. Oh snap! I just caught the 93 to infinity instrumental on today's stream. Excellence from the crate, especially with Farside. Really nice. Thank you, Basic. I believe that was on our chilling stream on Saturday, right? I think that was it. Uh, I played a bunch of that stuff. Those are the sorts of records I tag with golden. That's that golden hip-hop sound, and I tag them with the word golden and some other words as well, but that's how I can summon those at will. It's just, it's, I do love that era. All right, please pray for my soul. It says, Kira the Don, will you make hats for the icons of these video available on the Meaning Wave store? Uh, I have need of such hats in that order I think others may as well in that order so he wants a hat with the thumbnail oh you mean the the Meaning Wave logo with David Goggins coming out of it is that what you're saying you want a hat that's got that on it and then you want a hat with Jocko's face like that and then you want a hat with the shadow and then you want a hat with coffee and Meaning Wave 3 or with or with with Ray here uh, and then with that's just, and in that order are you trying to open a portal is this a spell that I'm not aware of will you, will you, are you trying to summon Cthulhu by activating something in this specific order that's incredibly specific specific what did I say specific 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 did I just say two different words I'm freaking out now specific specific oh my gosh Anyway, um, what kind of hat are you talking about here? We do have hats on the website. They're lovely. Let's have a look, shall we, at the hats and see how the whole hat situation works. Um, all right, here's how the hat situation works. You go here. No, that didn't work. Um, 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 there you go. Okay. All right, so this is what you do. You go to meaningwave.com and you go to apparel and you go accessories. Okay, and that should work. And then that brings up, oh, look, accessories. Look, the lovely mug. Um, these are some hats. Now, as you can see, these hats have got stitching. So you can't actually put any of those things on those hats. Um, I wonder what kind of hat you mean. You mean like a trucker cap? What kind of hat do you think he means, chat? Or do you think, uh, do you think we should not do it in case he's actually trying to open up a portal to, um, to the netherworld? You know what I mean? I don't know what he's up to. Um, please pray look it's called please pray for my soul I mean that's that's uh, that's like a warning you know what I mean if you're on a date with someone and you're like what's your name they're like please pray for my soul you're like uh and then if they were like right I need you to make a sequence of hats in this order would you do it I don't know if that's wise shouts out to the chat uh, Nightbot seems to be going mad out there good for him Walking Wall Poet says, Cthulhu Hat Portal Magic is a short story waiting to be written. Uh, please write it. And also, Jason Eva, please direct uh, the those questionnaires to the, this timestamp in the stream, or just this stream, and uh, 50, 50 minutes in, about 50 minutes in, because I think I was talking for five, five minutes or something then. Casey says, awesome spell. 
Link says, I'm still eating the macadamias I bought two months ago, only halfway through. I thought they were for squirrels. Big Bad Wolf said, JBP said this in regards to uh, the last song, A Past Which Never Existed, I do believe. Uh, People compare us now to a hypothetical utopia that never existed. Yes, they do. Well, people do both, right? People simultaneously will yearn for a a magical reconstructed past because memory is not photocopy, as some people seem to think, as as many of us do, but it's reconstructed, right? And particularly when you've got, like, the historical memory that's reconstructed via the winners and they lie (laughs) and shit like that, you know what I mean? So you've got this this combination of stuff. You've got your own rose-tinted spectacle reconstruction of the past and then you've got the uh, societal... Uh, narrative that's written by the, the winners and the social engineers, you know what I mean? So obviously those are all bollocks. So that's bollocks, but then also there's the imagined terrible future, you know? People are always in, like imagining some awful dystopian nightmare future type thing. Uh, both of these things are, aren't real. And uh, they're li- existing in either of these spaces is the cause of a great deal of unnecessary suffering. And, you know, it's, I've had people in my own life and family uh, mur- killed, killed by existing in those places. Both of them. Stupid places to be. You should be here. Now. Uh, Oasis said that. That was the title of their second album, I believe. Be here now. That, you know. I think that's good advice. You know, there's nowhere else I would rather be. And I do say that, and it's true. You know. This is the, the, this is the best place. Now, it's all there is. It's all there ever will be. Who could ask for more? We've got a bonus day. Come on, we've got a free day. Imagine that. Make some noise for a free day. Yeah! All right, shout out to the Discord. Uh, feel free to leave questions that need answering over that way, unless they're pertinent, in which case you could ask them right now. You know, I might see them. I might glance at the chat. Ooh. A question. Una pregunta.
Morgan says, when was the first Meaning Wave song released? Well, technically the first Meaning Wave song I, I would probably say is Be A Plumber. Uh, with Jordan Peterson and that was released in 2017. I think. Jason Eva will have the answers to these things. One dude Jason Eva. Anyway, the first one I believe was Be A Plumber. 2017. And then we sort of started Meaning Waving in earnest uh, in 2018, February. We have, uh, I don't know exactly how many songs. Uh, I've got 647. Shecky said 647. That's a great memory. I've got 647 here in uh, my DJ library, Meaning Wave Genre Crate. That isn't all of them, though, because there are some that haven't been uh, arranged correctly. And then there's a lot of stuff that's not yet been released. But as far as stuff that's been released, it's around, it's 600 and... So 40, 50, 60, something like that. Matthew Morgan's done some math, says, wow, so that's nearly a song a week for seven years. Is that how that breaks down? Interesting. Richard says, I love this mix. Me too. This is very nostalgic for me. This reminds me of Texas. The short time I spent in Texas, I, I made this song because, uh, you know, I was I was mowing. I had a lawn in Texas. I used to mow it. So this song was about that. This is the feeling I had mowing that lawn. to get caught in a rose-tinted ooh about that place in Texas. It was a lovely time we had. Cut short as it was, truncated as it was. But that lawn was difficult, you know. It had grubs in it. And, like, they'd come up when it rained or whatever and suddenly there'd be all these goddamn grubs. Blessed, sorry, blessed grubs, you know. Why would they? Uh, I'd be trying to murk and ants, ant mounds and grubs and I was constantly at war with this lawn that was just, like, full of creatures, you know. He came around and he bought me all these plants from LA and he drove them down and we planted them and then the deer broke in that night and busted down the gate and then like ate the orange tree and all this stuff. You know, life is not a life is not a Who was it who said a guy I used to really like his writing, I can't remember his name right now. He was a British journalist. He sort of wrote he used to write a column about basically just sort of getting drunk in Soho. Jeffrey Bernard, that was it. I remember him at the end of one column he once said people said they say life is he goes life is not a box of chocolates it's a box of shit <laughs> that made me laugh as a movie why would anyone do drugs when they, they could just mow a lawn leave comments on this video very often saying why not do both why would anyone do drugs but it's mutually exclusive <laughs> alec moran says wasn't there lawn problems for a while you were fighting against while there i remember the deer eating the new trees yeah there you go see that's what i just said they did the deer ate the trees the grubs kept coming up and causing problems then i got this stuff from from home depot or wherever it was to kill the grubs that someone in a taxi suggested that I get. 
but it ended up killing a load of other things. And like, I woke up one day and my lawn was just full of the dead bodies of, of creatures, you know? There were these weird grub things, like blue bottles or something, that had like buried their young in the ground and they all came up, all these dead carcasses. When they could just. Hideous! <laughs> Life really is suffering. Why would anyone do drugs when they could just mow them all? You want to make sure that you. Alec Miranda appreciate this book. Send five bucks and says, I always said life is like a box of chocolates, but I always get the one filled with toothpaste or rubbish alcohol. those uh jelly babies not jelly babies uh jelly beans and it's my dad sent my son these for christmas one time and it's these jelly beans and uh but some of them taste of sick and you're not sure which is which so like the yellow one like will either taste of lemon or it'll taste of sick and uh the green one will have a taste of uh apple or it'll taste of grass you know and the brown one, you know, and so on and so it goes. You know, this is my my, my father's idea of, of an amusing time. And uh, Hercules actually really did enjoy this, but it traumatized me. Like I can't I can't think about jelly beans anymore. Jelly beans have been ruined for me forever. I could never eat a jelly bean again, just in case it was one of those. to get people to move from where they are to where you want them to be. You just say, well, it's much, much less expensive than this. So contrast is one of the most important buttons. Use contrast often. Hey, you don't want to be this bad. You could be over here. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Alan Moran says they are gross. Lol. I got the vomit one first try. I'm out of the jelly bean game. Brains are just simple. Yeah, me too. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. If it's complicated, your brain has a tendency to just flush it out. Can't deal with it. Flush it out. The fake because is a form of pseudo-logic. Sometimes you need to get people moving with a fake reason that doesn't even actually pass logical uh, standards, but people don't need logical reasons. Just look at politics. People have incredibly different opinions, and many of them are smart. So if you've got smart people 
about opposite sides of basically every issue. You can see that they don't need real reasons. We're not a species that operates on real reasons. We just will take a fake reason, we'll take one we made up, we'll take a guess, we'll follow our friends. Once you understand that people don't need real reasons, it frees you. Because if you're locked in a little world at a lower level of awareness where you say, well, I'm not going to convince somebody unless I have a real reason. Sorry, that's not the reality any of us live in. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Once you know you don't need them and that reality and being authored, you're in better shape. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets simplified. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity, these noises got Adams. Ah, uh, what a great record this is. This is from the user interface for reality. Wiring. The user interface for reality. Repetition, simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Yeah. Simplicity. Uh, Chris says, I always wondered, did Scott Adams insist on leaving the long lead-up setup to the interface list? I'm being curious. Brains are just simple machines. I don't actually understand that question. More the wiring. Did he insist on leaving the long lead up set up to the interface list? Yeah, I don't understand that question, I'm afraid. Machines. Our brains are just simple machines. Gotham. Simplicity. Our brains are just simple. I had a question. I can't see where it is. I can't know. It's, it's gone. Something about a car. I don't have a car. Repetition and simplicity. Right now. Our brains are just. My wife used to have a Saab when we lived in the UK. I have not yet learned to drive. How about that? Me and Norm McDonald. Our brains are just simple. And I got four. I got three little brothers, and none of them could drive either because our parents didn't teach us to drive for some reason. But uh, they've all learned to drive now. The last one, Marek, he apparently got his driving license last week. And the last one in my family that cannot drive. I say cannot drive. I went in a car once. I, I drove. More you repeat. I was fine. Uh, you've got very good spatial awareness. I think it was my wife said to me. I said, of course I do. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto for years. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Yeah. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets simplified. Uh. Repetition and simplicity. Our and Michael Malice. Does he not drive neither? Shaky says, my daughter received her permit today. I am proud of her. I'm proud of it too. Our brains are just simple machines. Mowgli says, Akira in a taxi. You weren't driving, were you? What are you chat about? Repetition and simplicity. Amanda says, we've had three subs. Still have two. Cars are cool. Simplicity. 
Our brains are just simple machines. Yeah, I want a monster truck. In simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. Uh, had we stayed in Texas, my plan was to get one of them cyber trucks. You know? They're still not out, are they? Although my, my friend lives down there when he sent me a picture of one he saw in the wild, so I guess there's a couple. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity. Our brains are just simple machines. Wow, what a beautiful record this is, huh? I only desire the approval of a relatively small number of people who I respect. If they said to me, I think you're totally wrong on this, Douglas, then I'd listen. But when it's people who don't want me to do well, then of course they don't listen. It's one of the tools we all have to hone in our lives to work out who wants us to do well, who wishes us well, and to listen to them, even if they're critical of us, and they will be at and to separate out those people from people who just, of course they don't want you to do well, and they hate you, hate everything about you, whatever. But I don't have much sympathy with public figures who say, I can't say what I think, I can't speak up, and all this sort of thing. If you're not going to now, when are you going to? If you're not going to in this life, what life are you expecting? where you'll do it. The person who doesn't stand with the mob, the person who doesn't go along with the mob, the person who refuses to walk with the crowd, will feel better. The person who doesn't stand with the mob, the person who doesn't go along with the mob, will achieve more in their lives, whatever that is, because they will have certain I'm comfortable, as comfortable as you can be in the end times. As everything's burning down and there's plagues of locusts coming our way. And I have the satisfaction of knowing that I'm not lying. But the problem with going along is that it demoralizes you. It makes you a smaller person inside. You will be demoralized because you'll know that you shouldn't have done that. And at some level, you will think badly of yourself for having done it. You'll feel regretful. You'll feel cowardly. And it will affect your life in other ways. And the opposite is also true. The person who doesn't stand with the mob, the person who doesn't go along with the mob, the person who refuses to walk with the crowd, will feel better. The person who doesn't stand with the mob, the person who doesn't go along with the mob, will achieve more in their lives, whatever that is. Because they will have so That's what totalitarian movements are crossing. Nukes in the chat, let's go! Was if you grind Nukes. down and make oh, the lies, because you will then be able to make them do anything. The Vaslav Havel, great late Czech leader, cites the example of a greengrocer in Prague, in the communist era in Eastern Europe, who has to put up in his window, like everyone else, the notice that says, workers of the world unite. 
And it's sent by party headquarters to all green growth. And you all have to hang it. So that's why says a number of things happen. The first thing is, of course, that the green grocer is showing to everyone that he is a party lawyer, so he wouldn't be able to operate as a business if he didn't do this thing. But it also hangs there every day as a sign of his subjugation. It's a little thing, but it hangs there as a sign of his subjugation. And it reminds him that he's not the man he could be. You think you're doing a little thing, but you're not. You are diminishing your soul by doing this. Because you know that you could be something more than the person who just has to hang whatever party headquarters tells you to hang this week. The person who doesn't stand with the mob, the person who doesn't go along with the mob, the person who refuses to walk with the crowd, will feel better. The person who doesn't stand with the mob, the person who doesn't go along with the mob, National High Five, let me know where you are. If you had one extra day, what would you do with it? One extra day. Where you are, what would you do with your one extra day? Come on. Gotham says, if I had an extra day, I'd just spend it with my gift. A man dances in Kansas, doing what I'm doing. Spending my extra day with all of you. Use, use. Nice enough. Jason Eva, PH. Philippines, another extra day to enjoy these streams. Hey, that right. I don't know what it is. Walking all part of Virginia. I'd spend extra time with my family. House full of love, a thing to be earned. It really is. I cannot be bored. Diddy knows that. Big Bad Wolf, Tucson, Arizona. Extra day to get started on March early. What's really weird, right, is that I saw that message and I read it as leg day. And there's nothing in there that looks anything like leg day. But for some reason, I thought that the word leg day was in there. Casey says, I walked in the snow. Over this day, today. This random February 29th that you don't normally get. Jerry Evans, new fan land. I hug my family. Truth and justice. (laughs) 
Hercules, I'm so proud of him today. We've been working on his pull-ups for the past week or so, right? He did five. Real confident, like up, down, banded still. Confident. Up, down, right? Didn't, like, drop you. Measured down. Then he did a second set, and I joined him, you know, for the for them. And he got all excited, you know, he did five, and he's like, Dada, I'm going to do ten. And he did. He bust out another five. He's, like, so much stronger already. In just, like, a week and a half or something, his arms is getting, like, bigger and stuff. Very proud of that boy. Dewey Evans, Newfoundland, land, hug my family. Grand Delay, Indianapolis, spending the extra day on the righteous path, saying no to the serpent. Exercise and re-listen to last night's stream. This ain't nicer than what is. Big Bad Wolf says, let's go! Alec, brother, Morant in Michigan, every day I wake up is a great day. Woo! I'm on my second life. Don't take shit for granted. Family over everything else. Exactly that. Exactly that. What the fuck? That camera's dead. Nope. I just pressed the wrong button. Hey! Three! Two! Uno! Do I have a message? Yes, I do. Here's my message. As scary as the world is, and it is, it is merely a ride. Happy birthday, Space Panda 2089. It is merely a ride. 229. It has its chills, it has its ups, it has its downs. Some people have known it. We think it's real because that's how powerful our minds are, but it's not. It's a ride. Some people have known it and they've come here and told us it's just a ride. We kill those people. <laughs> we love the fucking ride. But it's just a ride. Since you know it, some people are tired of the ups and downs and the thrills and chills and first that quiet. Of life will come to you. They'll come to you. 
Panda was so ten dollars for my tenth birthday. Akira's got clout. That's nice, isn't it? Can you send someone else a birthday present on your birthday? Hey, happy birthday! I would dedicate this to you. Necessities with uh, Jay Z, Dizzy Rascal, and uh, Baloo. <laughs> Different Akira the Don there. Uh, that was from ACD25, a mixtape I did in about 2008, I think it was. Bill Hicks on the intro there. That still sounds fresh as a daisy, doesn't it, huh? Ours is not the first by George Good government to arise on the world stage. There have been several. Ah, Rome, yeah. Spain and Greece and China, and each enjoyed about 150 years at its zenith. That's just about our time in the new world. And then each decayed away. Not one of them was ever destroyed by anybody else's marching legion. Each rotted away morally, socially, culturally, economically, simultaneously. You know, one of the most cruel paradoxes of history is this. Because each was a good government, it bore bountiful fruit. When it bore bountiful fruit, the people got fat. And when they got fat, they got lazy. When they got lazy, they began to absolve themselves of personal responsibility and turn over to government to do for them things which traditionally they had been doing for themselves. First, there appears to be nothing wrong asking government to perform some extra service for you, but if you ask government for extra services, government, in order to perform its increasing function, has to get bigger, right? And as government gets bigger, in order to support its increasing size, it has to tax the individual more, so the individual gets littler. And to collect the increased taxes requires more tax collectors, so the government gets bigger in order to pay the additional tax collectors and has to tax the individual more, so the government gets bigger and the individual gets littler. And the government gets bigger, the individual gets littler. So the government is all powerful. The individual is hardly anything for good, good, good government. For when it bore bountiful fruit, the people got fat. When they got fat, they got lazy. When they got lazy. 
in the chat for Paul Harvey. Idealist, self-confident, intolerant criticism. That inside job. His early activities to combating the financial depression, nobody could argue with that. But in a while, he began to regulate business and establish new rules to govern Some of them in agreement with the God-made laws of supply and demand, but anybody who disagreed with those new rules was promptly fired. Ah! The new leader saw that under the old system of free enterprise, landlords prospered, so he levied new taxes to take away their profits and destroy what he called the monopoly of capital. To please laborers, he controlled prices. To win the favor of the farmers, he gave them loans and subsidies. The national debt mounted alarmingly. Whenever anybody tried to tell him, the governments, even as people can go broke, when they spend beyond their income, they just didn't understand deficit finance. What do you say? Did he build on rock or on sand? I say on sand. I say on sand. Or you see, this was the story of Emperor Su Tung Po, who had a child with Su. More than a thousand. Because each was a good government. When they got lazy, they began to want to resolve themselves with price and responsibility. Do for them. 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 Do satisfied with all my heart that if Uncle Sam ever does get whipped here too it will have been an inside job it was internal decay it was not external attack that destroyed the Roman Empire starting about 146 BC internal conditions in Rome were characterized by a welter of class wars and conflict street brawls corrupt governors lack of personal integrity and moral responsibility conflict street brawls corrupt governors lack of personal integrity and moral responsibility
We are such stuff as dreams are made of. We are such stuff as dreams are made of. We are such stuff as dreams are made of. And our little life is rounded with a sleep.
so it's the perfect comparison. You just don't have insight into the tragedy of someone else's life. You might think, well, he's rich and successful. It's like, yeah, but you just don't know. You don't know what his relationship is with his wife or his children. You know, you don't know that he's gone through two divorces and his daughter won't talk to him and one of his kids is schizophrenic. And... The point is, you should be better than you are, but it's not because you're worse than other people. It's because you're not everything you should be. And so you got to pick the comparison right. And then that's also ennobling and instantly hopeful. There is absolutely no doubt that you can be slightly better tomorrow than you are today. There is definitely something that you can do today that will make you slightly better for the next day. Always. Okay. Okay. You're 85. You have Alzheimer's. You know, you're done. You're done. You're done. Sometimes you're done. Most of the time you're not. And most of the time there's something within your grasp that you could put right. See, that's the fundamental issue. It's like life is tragic. It's full of suffering and it's full of malevolence. There's no doubt about that. And it's, it's brutal. It's more brutal than you can even imagine in some ways or willing to imagine. But there's something you could put right. And we don't know what would happen if you put everything you could right, if you put it right. And then we don't know what would happen if everyone did that. But you can be certain that it would be less tragic and less malevolent. And so, like, to that for a while that's great huh compare yourself to who you were yesterday not who somebody else is today from 12 rules for life which was the first jordan peterson cure the dawn album and uh i remember writing to him asking him if he would be cool with me doing that and he was it was a really funny response so i'll have to like dig it out one day but it was kind of like yeah but, yeah but what are you up to what is going on here this is very strange but i'm not sure if it i'm not sure if it's really good or not it's hard to tell what's going on it was very funny um, anyway, um, it feels like quite a long time ago now, but a very, still very, very relevant and useful uh, message. Uh, Big Bad Wolf says, This track helped me among the other JBP Meaning Wave songs. I had heard them before, but they didn't hit as heavy or grind in as hard as with the wave. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I agree. I had similar experience. Laughter or tears, haters, lovers, strangers with faces like the backs of thumbtacks, armies running through streets of blood, waving wine bottles, bayonetting, fucking virgins, or an old guy in a cheap room with a photograph of M. Monroe. There is a loneliness in this world so great that you can see it in a slow movement at the hands of a clock. People so tired, mutilated, either by love or no love. People are just not good to each other, one-on-one. The rich are not good to the rich. 
poor are not good to the poor. We are afraid. Our educational system tells us that we can all be big-ass winners. It hasn't told us about the gutters, or the suicide, or the terror of one person aching in one place alone, untouched, unspoken to, watering a plant. People are not good to each other. People are not good to each other. I suppose they never will be. I suppose they never will be. People are not good to each other. People are not good to each other. I suppose they never will be. I suppose they never will be. I didn't ask them to be. But sometimes I think about it. The beads will swing, the clouds will cloud, and the killer will behead the child by taking a bite out of an ice cream cone. Thin or nobody, more haters than lovers. People are not good to each other. Perhaps if they were, our deaths would not be so sad. Meanwhile, I look at young girls, stems, flowers of chance. There must be a way. Surely there must be a way we have not yet thought of. Who put this brain inside of me? It cries, it demands. It says there is a chance. It will not say no. Good to each other. People are not good to each other. I suppose they never will be. I suppose they never will be. People are not good to each other. People are not good to each other. I suppose they never will be. I suppose they never will be. I didn't ask them to be, but sometimes I think about it. But sometimes I think about it. Yeah, that crazy. Crazy right there. Brother Moran just capped that at the perfect moment and finished that that beautiful tragic uh, song. 
which is a demo of something I just I started working on this week. Um, uh, and just dropped uh, 10 subs on the chat, proving that people are good to each other. Certainly around here in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, I've, people are very good to each other. Carl Diamond, got one, Andy Travis, Nick Danielson, Nimbus, Demolition Daddy, Polo, Laidback Noob. Yeah! What are you doing lurking in the chat, Hercules? Uh, Yatsuki Kenjiro and uh, Daniel Johnson. Welcome one and all to the channel. You now have access to the emoji situation. If I, if I suggest you drop nukes, you literally can in the form of emoji. You can also download the streams uh, in video and audio form and you can download the mixtapes for free. Enjoy. And thank you, Brother Morant. Uh, that what you just listened to just before was something I started working on this week. Uh, that's the first stage demo. That's how I, the very beginning of my writing process, which is sketching out the arrangement and the chord progression and the rough melody of the chorus, pretty much. Uh, so by the time that song is finished, it will sound completely different to that. And you'll be like, oh, I liked it best when it was just a guitar, because <laughs> that's how it goes. So my apologies. Dewey says Alec gone mad. Mad with, with uh, generosity, gratitude, and, uh, you know, uh, just general, uh, you know, wave riding attributes. Happiness is fleeting. And suffering requires a sustaining Yo. meaning. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness is fleeting. And suffering requires a sustaining meaning. That place where the meaning and the fact are conjoined. Yeah! That's the proper place to lecture from. That's the proper place. What you want to do as an academic is tell your students about something that you've encountered that you've fallen in love with. And to communicate the love that you have for that. And not to say, well, you should read this book, but to say, well, here's this book and here's what it can open up for you. And this is how it does it. This is what you'll gain from it. There's something in it that's of unbelievable utility. And you have to believe that. To communicate that commitment you have to beauty and to truth and to literature, it isn't enough to say what they are and to transmit them. It's to manifest yourself as a living part of that tradition. And to show yourself thereby as a model for living out what that tradition represents. And to show that that's so much yeah. better than like a short-term seeking nihilism. They're not even in the same conceptual universe. And people are far more open to that. They know already. People know, especially when they're hurt. They know, know that happiness is for And suffering requires a sustainment. They know happiness is for Suffering requires a sustaining King Chapel, the people who started it, didn't live to see its completion. They were driven by this nobility of transcendent vision, and they produced these enduring forms out of the bloody misery of history. We've erected all this spectacular infrastructure that we're so fortunate to be part of. None of that gratitude is taught. It's partly not taught because people have no sense of the absolute catastrophe of history. It's like nasty, brutish, and short. The simplest and most likely social circumstances. Catastrophe punctuated by hell. And to see that not happening in a sustained manner constantly and to see things improving around us and to be reliable in that manner and then 
and not to be grateful to that. It's an unbelievable combination of ignorance and gratitude and willful blindness. And to not instill that sense in young people for them to understand that they are standing on the bones of generations of people who suffered to make this possible, despite all their errors and brought this forward. Happiness is leading. We could concentrate on building the future instead of criticizing the past. You start in the world if you have some wisdom and some humility by taking the potential that lies dormant in front of you and interacting with it in the logos-like manner with truth and with love and by transforming that potential into whatever you can create out of it that's good. It won't be small if you do that. You can transform your whole household by transforming your room. You can transform your whole neighborhood by transforming your house. And these things spread very, very well. And that is right there in front of you. People think they're impoverished. They don't have any opportunity. And the opportunity is hidden from them by their unwillingness to take the steps that are necessary to put what they could put in front of them in order and to produce the beauty instead of the ugliness where they could do that. And I don't think there is anything more powerful than that. That was happiness. Go! Suffering requires to stay in the end. They know happiness is sleeping. Suffering requires to stay in the end. Happiness is sleeping. Suffering requires to stay in the end. They know happiness is sleeping. Suffering requires to stay in the end. That work. That work. That work. Nick's in the chat. JVP Faith. Moji in the chat. You beautiful thing, you. Happy birthday, Space Panda.
What up, Lady Lewis? There's no shirt. Akira, hey, thanks. What am I wearing? Oh, this. Oh, this old thing. Uh, where's, the, where's the truth of the battle? <laughs> Meaningwave.com. Thank you for reminding me. I would have completely forgot. Meaningwave.com. This this show is uh, sponsored by Meaningwave.com. Por qué? Uh, let's ask our lady friend. No, not you. Because music is everything. Yeah, that too. And uh, yeah, head on over to MeaningWave.com and uh, hey, you can get my shirt. Look how nice it is. There it is. It's the MeaningWave Cherry Blossom designed by me because uh, I like Cherry Blossom. And uh, you can get this in uh, a t-shirt like what I'm wearing, a tank like what I wore to the gym yesterday, uh, hoodie, uh, sweatshirt, uh, lady shirt, joggers in velvet and regular and uh, yoga lady leggings. <laughs> That's what they're called, leggings. You can get those. Uh, you could do that. You know, that would be wise. Meaningwave.com. Uh, also, if you want to hit uh, support Meaningwave, you could always hit resources and support Meaningwave. And uh, you can support us there in, in the manner of uh, you could join the PayPal. Uh, and that's nice. Uh, no, don't join the PayPal. Join the Patreon. You could send us a donation via PayPal. Or Bitcoin. You could send us a Bitcoin. I hear they're useful. Uh, or, or an E for a, a do the Venmo or the Kashap thing. All of that is valid, you know. Meaningwave.com. Por qué? Because happiness is the side effect of meaning. Isn't that nice? And, uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to be here. And uh, if you uh, want to navigate over to the front of, uh, of this channel, you know, if you hit that, hit me, hit my face. And if you go to uh, live there... You'll see, oh, look, tomorrow, party stream. It's Friday tomorrow. We've got a party stream. Oh, cool. I want to be at that. Those things are legendary, and they always get yeeted off of YouTube. Uh, I would love to be at a party stream and be part of the party energy and part of the legendary situation that's a party stream. Look, there's already two people waiting. I'm going to hit notify me, you know, and then you hit notify me, and uh, you might get notified. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Whoa! Yeah, make some noise for yourself. understand you know what I mean people commit suicide people go I don't I don't understand why and I go you don't <laughs> well you live in a cotton candy house or something what the fuck is... you don't know about life now it only disappoints and 
just worse and worse until it ends in a catastrophe. So to say, well, here's a bomb for the suffering, and it's profound and deep, and here's what it's meant to me, and here's how you can incorporate it into your life. People are absolutely starving for that, or dying of thirst for that. brothers and sisters that was a little bit of Norm at the end there make some noise for Norm MacDonald oh look you're already out look all those bananas in the chat for the lovely Norm MacDonald for immortal beautiful beloved Norm MacDonald so he says tell me you're a lobster without telling me you're a another beautiful stream wasn't it how about that isn't it amazing how it always just comes together in a, in a moment of transcendent glory no matter what weirdness no matter what's been going on uh we always seem to bring it together in a beautiful fashion and uh you know i'm proud of this community for uh, many many reasons but that's one of them we always manage to put together something beautiful and uh and that's beautiful you know so shout out to each and every one of you make some noise for yourself Make some noise to yourself. We'll be back tomorrow, like I said. It's the P-A-R-T-Y. Manana. Thank you to everyone who's been here tonight. Thank you to uh, those of you who supported this stream. Uh, you cuties. Man like Richard. Bleat Lama. Venice Beach Dub Club. Who I believe has a single out, possibly tomorrow. Is that true? I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, Alec Morand. Brother Morand. Happy birthday, Space Panda. We'll see you all tomorrow. It's the party. All right? And uh, that's going to be dead exciting, you know. You know how we get down, party time, all that. And uh, I'm excited, you know. It's the first party of March tomorrow. We did a whole... We do, we're, like, we're like banging through this year. It's crazy. Inching closer to Meditations Volume 2. And we'll talk more about all that tomorrow, all right? Uh... Thank you for being here, you beautiful things. Space Panda says, thank you for the gift. Felt like a private concert. Well, it is, isn't it? That's what these are. That's what these are. I don't know if anything... Does anyone else do this? Does this exist anywhere else? You can go see uh, your favorite music person playing a show for you every night in a variety of uh, amazing outfits. <laughs> Incredible. Um... Tomorrow, you beautiful things, kick the uh, like in the nuts on the way out. Leave a comment, por favor. Uh, open up a browser, go to meaningwave.com and get a cherry blossom shirt. And then all of you send, post a picture in the Discord of all of you wearing the cherry blossom shirt all at the same time. Look, a beautiful cherry blossom army. You know? Good night and God bless you, beautiful things.